Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Micro. As always, I hope you had a great week. And you can always find Let's Talk Micro on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, GoodPods, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Let's Talk Micro. As far as social media, I am on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube as Let's Talk Micro, on LinkedIn as Luis Plaza, on X as Let's Talk Micro 1, and I have an email address which is letstalkmicro at outlook.com. So either via email or social media, you can send any feedback, any suggestions, they are always welcome and appreciated. And as always, thank you for the support. And if you haven't checked out the previous episode, please go ahead and do so. It was an, an episode that it was originally published two years ago, but I went ahead and re-released it with some edits. But it was about an introduction to anaerobes. I think this is, you know, this is great content. And since the podcast has been gaining more followers and more listeners, I think it was a good time to introduce some of the older content because it's still great information, but maybe back then there weren't as many listeners. So it's a good time to bring it back because it's very beneficial. So in that episode, I start talking about anaerobes. I give an overview. I give some examples of anaerobes. And I also talk about error tolerance. So overall, it was a great episode. Originally, it was episode 20, an introduction to anaerobes. And it was part of a three series, which were episode 21, anaerobes source and incubation, and episode 22, anaerobic agar. So I invite you to check them out if you haven't already. And today's episode is about a compound that's showing bactericidal activity against some gram-negative rods. And this compound is called LPC-233, and it is an LPXC inhibitor, which LPXC is an enzyme that's involved in the biosynthesis of lipid A. And as you know, as we talk about trending topics like, like AMR, and we talked about, you know, antibiotic overuse and trying to bring awareness about things like that and, and, and resistance, and we also talk about not not enough antibiotics been developed. So it's always great to see when, when people are working on, on new things. And, and from the literature, this looks like it's promising. So it was a great conversation with the guest, which is Dr. Pei Zhou. And he is a professor of biochemistry at the Duke University School of Medicine. And in the episode, he starts talking about, you know, he gives an overview. Uh, about the differences between gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, you know, when it comes to their, to their cell wall and components, which is always great to learn and, and talk more about this. And then he goes on and, and on to talk about LPC-233 and what is LPXC. And he talks about the challenges for developing LPXC inhibitor antibiotics. And, you know, he goes over what kind of organisms have been tested against it. So overall, it was a great episode. It was very educational, very informative. It was great talking to Dr. Zhou. So I hope you enjoyed. Let's go ahead and listen to it. So on today's episode, uh, we, we have a guest to talk about an article regarding a compound that's showing bactericidal activity. And the article is titled Preclinical Safety and Efficacy Characterization of an LPXC Inhibitor Against Gram-Negative Pathogens. This was published in August of 2023 in the Science Translational Medicine Journal. So with me today, I have Dr. Pei 
Joe. Dr. Joe, welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yes, definitely my pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Um, so for the audience, can we start with a quick introduction? Yeah, so uh, my name is Pei Zhou. Uh, I'm a professor at, in the Department of Biochemistry at Duke University School of Medicine. Um, so I started my uh, research lab at Duke in 2001. We have been working on antibody development uh, since then, so over 20 years. So let's go ahead and start talking about the, the article. So let's start with uh, what's LPXC? And what is its relationship to gram-negative bacteria? Right. So um, in bacteria, they're generally divided into two classes, gram-positive and gram-negative. Those are uh, sort of classified based on the uh, classical gram-staining uh, using violet dye. And gram-negative bacteria are different from gram-positive bacteria in that they have additional layer of membrane called the outer membrane. The outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria is asymmetric. The outer monolayer of the outer membrane is anchored uh, with lipopolysaccharide or lipooligosaccharide. Those molecules are anchored into the outer membrane through a moiety called LPA. And the LPA is synthesized in gram-negative bacteria by a set of enzymes that consist of pathway known as the RITZ pathway. This is in honor of the late professor Chris RITZ, who was the former chair of the Department of Biochemistry at Duke University. And in E. coli, this pathway has nine enzymes. LPXC is the second enzyme of this pathway. Um, it catalyzes the removal of an acetyl group from its lipid substrate. Thank you for that. And I always like to tell the audience, you know, it's really good. And, and a lot of medical laboratory scientists, you know, they're listening out there. It's always good to, you know, refresh yourselves with understanding you know, the difference between gram negative um, bacteria and gram positive and understanding how, how, they, how they are and how it works. And it helps you understand the, you know, the antibiotics better. So thank you for that. So what is LP, LPC-233? So LPC-233 is a potent inhibitor of the LPXC enzyme. Um, we started um, in the early days working on trying to understand the, the structure and the mechanism of the LPXC enzyme. And along the way, we synthesized a set of you know, compounds in, um, initially published um, by others um, as a two compound. Um, to study the, the um, sort of mechanism inhibition. And that we realized based on, on the structural um, understanding and mechanistic understanding that we could actually design better compounds. So we started synthesize different compounds, obviously with a number going from one to two and three and so on and so on. So when we reached the LPC-233, we have synthesized over 200 compounds. And the LPC-233 you know, is our best so the clinical candidate at this point has many attractive and outstanding properties. And as I was reading the article, I saw that uh, there has been challenges with developing LPXC targeting antibiotics. Uh, can you talk more about that, please? Yeah, it's actually the um, LPXC inhibitors um, have a very long uh, sort of winded history. Um, it started with, with Merck. So this is actually when uh, Chris Reitz was recruiting Merck to develop 
uh, to direct the program developing LPX inhibitor. So starting from a very weak compound, we were able to get the first nonmolecular inhibitor and demonstrate the compound uh, known as L161240 actually has in vivo uh, antibiotic activity. They demonstrate that with mice. Um, but the compound had very limited spectrum of activity. It works for E. coli. It doesn't work, for example, for pseudomonas, an important um, pathogen, particularly for cystic fibrosis patients. So uh, Merck was not very impressed and eventually dropped the project. And Chris moved on to Duke to continue to develop uh, that program. Uh, that's how we met and, and, and he recruited me to Duke and we started working together to develop more compounds there. So that was the first hurdle is to say, how do you get a narrow spectrum inhibitor to actually work against a wide range of LPX inhibitors? Um, so in the early 2000s, uh, about 2004, there's a new set of compounds being discovered, uh, initially discovered by Chiron, um, known the representative compounds called Chiron 090. That is a game changer because it's, it's the first compound that has demonstrated broad spectrum antibiotic activity. This really has motivated a lot of uh, biotech companies, farmers to jump in. And at one point, it's fair to say every major uh, farmer and biotech company has a, some kind of LPX inhibitor program. Uh, then later, uh, Kaogen was really uh, the pioneer of development. They put the first LPX inhibitor into the human clinical trials. Um, but surprisingly, they, they observed a um, very strong cardiovascular uh, adversity. And they saw a, um, a dramatic drop of blood pressure and then essentially halted the, the whole clinical trials. And that has been the second hurdle. So ever since then, you know, everyone developing the LPX inhibitor has to face that problem to say, is your compound safe enough uh, to, you know, mitigate this potential cardiovascular toxicity? Okay. And uh, so now that you mentioned, you know, initially about organisms and uh, so for this LPC-233, what organisms were tested against it and how did they perform? Yeah, so... We have tested over 200 you know, clinical strains. This is done through a collaboration uh, with my collaborators at a French hospital. Um, they essentially collect all the clinical strains in the Lily region in, in France, and they basically demonstrate it, it's working for all of them. It's a very impressive uh, you know, set of the, the antibiotic profile. It's very broad spectrum. And, and the, the most important message from that testing is if you separate those different bacterial strains and you classify them into sort of susceptible strains to current antibodies and resist strains, they all behave the same for LPXC inhibitors, uh, such as our LPC233. That really tells you the value of developing a novel antibiotic targeting a previously unexploited pathway because the new antibiotic will not be affected by any of the established compound-specific resistance mechanism. Okay, and uh, can you give some some examples of uh, some multi-drug resistant organisms that you tested it against? Yeah, so one of the one is the, uh, the example is the, the NDM1 strain. NDM1 is also known as a New Delhi strain, right? This is the E. coli strain and it's resistant to a wide range of antibiotics. We tested some there. 
um, you know, bases are highly resistant, but if you test against our LPXC inhibitor, it's highly susceptible. And obviously in vivo, we demonstrate we can use a compound to rescue mice from lethal NDM1 infection. And um, I also was reading that sometimes, you know, with uh, there was, was there any uh, developed resistance observed when it came to LPXC or LPC233? In my opinion, all antibiotics, uh, you know, eventually will encounter some kind of resistance mechanism because as we use antibiotic to um, fight bacteria, bacteria would evolve, right? Uh, so I think, uh, you know, this overall, the bigger picture is gonna be a sort of policy question, right? How we use new antibiotics in particular in a responsible way. Um, to get back to your specific question about LPXC inhibitor, this has been uh, well studied. There are known sort of resistance mechanism. We try to isolate uh, resistance mutations that they'll become uh, resistant to the um, LPXC inhibitor, um, LPC233. And we have been, been able to isolate some of the mutations um, that makes bacteria resistant. The good news is that the resistant mutation rate is very, very low. Uh, it's generally uh, around nine, 10 to the minus nines. Uh, so it's very low rate. And the uh, we also test the sort of elevation of the MIC um, over time. And then we have shown the resistance sort of accumulation to LPC-233 is no worse than the commercial antibiotic ciprofloxacin. So we think resistance is there, but it's not a, a hurdle. Okay. And, you know, with, with any drug, you know, there's the potential of side effects. When it comes to LPC-233, were there any side effects observed? So this gets back to the, the hurdles you, you asked about, right? So as I said, the, all the LPX inhibitor, the major question is safety. And every one moving, wanting to move LPX inhibitor forward would have to face this problem to say, is your compound safe enough? And does that mitigate cardiovascular toxicity? Uh, so for that reason, we did the test in dogs and we you know, went up to uh, as high as 100 mg per kg and we did not see any difference um, in terms of the cardiovascular signals in comparison to the vehicle control. Um, so um, we can safely say at that dosing level in dogs that there's no detectable cardiovascular toxicity, um, but this is the, the million dollar question, right? That ultimately needs to be testing in humans because that's the ultimate test and that's where the, the, you know, the hurdle one had to go through. Okay, definitely. And, and right, you know, with any drug that it's always a long journey from the experimental phase and then goes testing and it then human trials, and then finally, when eventually it makes it. Um, so what about for LPC-233 right now? What's the next step? Um, we are gearing toward moving this compound, our clinical candidate, into human clinical trials. Uh, we had to complete a series of the uh, GLP safety studies and, and so the GMP manufacturers, but um, we are hopeful that this will move to cl clinic. I was reading about this and definitely with, you know, AMR is a trending topic and we're hearing a lot about it and about antibiotics, you know, like uh, not being developed fast enough and things like that. So this was very interesting and very informative. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add? We think in, in this 
area of multi-drug resistance, you know, developing novel antibiotics, targeting a, a novel pathway that has never been exploited by commercial antibiotics, it, it has a huge advantage. And despite all the hurdles, I think uh, it has a very huge reward. And so we'll be pushing hard to all that. All right. Well, um, I wish you the best. And thank you so much for like I said before, you know, it's it's a uh, this has been very very informative and and as someone that works in the clinical side and by the time that we get the drugs, you know, they're already out of the market pretty much and and learning about something that is in the you know in the earlier stages and you know learning more things and how this works, you know, this is, has been so informative informative and I hope the audience likes it as well. And I'll put the link to the article so people can go ahead and read it too and see you know, the full list of organisms and, and, you know, take their time and reading it. So uh, once again, Dr. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to coming into Let's Talk Micro. Thank you. It has been my pleasure. My pleasure. And that, my dear audience, it's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy learning about LPC-233. As always, I enjoy sharing this information with you. As always, continue bringing that passion to what you do. It's so important. You do such great work. And stay tuned. As always, great things coming your way. I appreciate the support and all the downloads and all the feedback. As always, stay motivated, stay safe, and of course, continue talking micro. Until the next time, bye.